0: I'm such an easy crier. (laughs) I do too. Anything happens and I'm just like...
1: (coughs) We'd like to remind you that the information contained within this podcast reflects our own personal opinions and should not be held as any kind of official recommendation.
0: That's right. This podcast is for our own purposes. It's mm-hmm. educational and and for entertainment. Mm-hmm. Edutainment, if you will. <laughs> We're just a couple of yahoos with master's degrees and this isn't a professional capacity. So if as you're listening
1: to an episode, you feel that maybe you need help with your own mental health, please do contact your own doctor or a therapist.
0: And finally, we try to stay pretty clean with this podcast, but sometimes we slip up and sometimes we just talk about weird stuff. So <laughs> (laughs) it might be not safe for work you'd probably better listen with headphones hello and welcome to freudian sips the podcast about brains beverages and other bs i'm bonnie and i'm anna and welcome to episode 81. 81 81 81 I was thinking this morning,
1: it's like taking forever to get to 100, isn't it? Well, (laughs) I feel like we got to 50 really quick. And then it's it's taken forever to get to 100. Well, that's because we were doing
0: weekly when we were doing up until 50.
1: And now we're just kind of doing it as it comes, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Which is how we're taking life right now with the pandemic happening. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cause works. it's been three weeks since our last episode, so you loyal sipsters who are like, "Oh no, where was your new episode last week?" Well, it's here. It's here this week. I'm so sorry. Things are happening. <laughs> Things are happening in <laughs> the, the world. Life. Is crazy. The world is crazy. Our lives are crazy. But we're not going to quit. We're not going to give up we're yet. Gonna quit. We're just going to do it whenever we feel. Going like to do doing it without feeling anxious about it. Yeah. How's that? It's fun. Not an obligation. There you go. Should I tell the people what? big things are happening in my life it's kind I of a think big announcement should. i
1: think you should i wish we had a da, 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 da. Yeah, that's the best you got just, i'll put it in, that's in post that's the fanfare
0: <laughs> you know i can edit sounds in so whenever you're like you should put in a thing and then you just do the thing you <laughs> i should just say do that thing and then do that, shut up do the thing <laughs>
1: but it's more, it right <laughs> it's more fun to go here it's
0: more fun to go that's true it really is so my big announcement is that I left my agency job as a counselor and I am now working on opening up my own private counseling office. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a big life thing. It's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's very scary. It's it's a lot of work. It's things that I'm still trying to figure out. It's a lot of irons in the fire right now. So I kind of I was looking at March as like a, a way to kind of rest, but also get my business going. And also one of the things I was going to do was work on the podcast more and work on Freudian Sips more and edit some of our Patreon episodes that I haven't put up in 17 years and, and do all this stuff. And I don't have the time. I still don't have the time. So that's so it. Anna. That's
1: so Anna to say, <laughs> I'm taking this time off. To do and then she Listen. lists 42 <laughs>
0: things that she's gonna do in one month's time that would really take a normal person five years. You know to how do. many lists I made of things I want to do in March and I haven't done any of them? So she's been March. so damn busy making lists. I've been busy making lists, I've been busy sleeping, I've been busy <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> I've slept so much <laughs> the last week and I have played so many video games. And I just really—I haven't cleaned. I haven't done anything. That's okay. I'll have time. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's laughing because she can see the panic in my eyes. I when know I say exactly.
1: That. <laughs> and we talked about that panic about how you say it's okay. I'll have time, but then time keeps moving. And time you're keeps like, going. All of a sudden, you go, "Oh my gosh, I don't know." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So in the next few weeks, maybe I'll do more podcast things, and maybe I won't. I am maybe gonna do more YouTube things. Or Twitch things, and maybe I won't. We don't know. I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. We're taking one day at a time. One day at a time. Hi. Yeah. and we're taking one episode at a time. Bob, what are we talking about today? <laughs> we're talking about marijuana today. <laughs> Freudian smokes. We're finally doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not getting high while we're we talk not, about marijuana. We're not. Full we disclosure. talked about it.
1: We talked about it, but we, we just. We there's a lot in why, <laughs> there's a lot in
0: why we don't we don't, we didn't do it. Lot to unpack. Oh, well, part of it is neither of us smoke. Like that's true. So that no wouldn't like, work. I am a I am a consumer of marijuana, but I don't smoke it because I don't care for smoking, and I am not either. <laughs> also me as well.
1: I, I think that one of the things that Sipsters you'll hear during this episode is definitely a generational difference.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because, because gonna, this pop is gonna, up. This is gonna This is gonna be interesting. On my side of the table, we're just like vibing and talking about weed.
1: And on my side of the table, we're replaying all the programming that we've had since 1965 that said, if you smoke Marijuana, it's a gateway drug. And you will end up in the gutter.
0: What was the um the big movement that was the scare big the big scare about marijuana? I don't know. That was before
1: my time. <laughs> uh, was it in the seventies? I mean, seventies were my time, but I was a little kid. So yeah. So so as we begin this episode, sipsters, depending on your age, you will have some of those same things going on, depending on your generation. And I have to say that even though I am from a generation that looked at it very much as I mean, my parents... I guess I should say it that way. My parents would have been like, absolutely never, ever smoke it, you know, and it will Reefer kill Reefer Madness. You. I had to look Reefer it up. Reefer Madness. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, there was the
0: Reefer Madness yeah, I, where uh, I was thinking of the movie musical with Kristen Bell in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a a send up of the original reefer madness madness. Uh But but yeah, I mean, there was a time where that reefer madness was genuine. And those, you know, PSAs that were coming out about the dangers of drugs and and the D.A.R.E. program and all this stuff. I mean, there is a lot in our society, especially because of the war on drugs, that is very anti marijuana. And we're gonna maybe unpack some of that. Right. This. Because
1: until very recently it was definitely illegal was definitely and illegal. Um, considered, you know buy it. a controlled substance. Buy it. So so just within this last generation, we've gone from it being illegal and something very dangerous to being, okay, well now you can just <laughs> go buy some when you get off work on Friday. Sure. In many states. There's which a we'll, store. We'll talk about. So the reason that we're doing the episode
0: Mom is squinting at me as if I should start to explain. (laughs) The reason that we're doing this episode is because we do live in a state where it is legal. We live in Illinois, and it's been legal in Illinois since the beginning of 2020. Is that right? At least, yeah. Yeah, I think that's when it, which is perfect timing, by the way. (laughs) Hey, you guys are all going to be in your houses for like, you months on end? Try some reefer. (laughs) But we did an episode way back when. It was like episode six. And it was the effects of alcohol. Right. And it was talking about how alcohol affects your body and your brain. And we talked about the, the, the pros and the cons of alcohol use. And right. I mean, that is what this episode's going to be just for a different substance. Right. Because which
1: is legal in this state. Yeah,
0: it's the same thing. Right. as bas- The way I'm looking at it, which is a very generational thing as well, is this is just like having a glass of wine. Mom's looking at me judgingly already.
1: <laughs> I'm not judging. we ten me. minutes into the episode. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm not because you know, Anna. I I have come to a point where I'm. I really am okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But w- when I hear you saying it, that old programming, yeah. and we talk about that a lot psychologically. Yeah. That can we all you, have. Can programming. you explain
0: to to the sipsters what programming means well, when you say it?
1: Yeah. When when I say it, I mean you know we're brought up with people telling us what's right, what's wrong, people telling us how to do things, people telling us how to be, who we should be, da-da-da-da-da. And those voices of our past and and our present as well kind of become recordings in our head. And I call that our programming, that and other people call it that too, I think. I don't think that's a Bonnie original. No, I don't think um, so either.
0: But I, I think you use it quite a lot. I yeah.
1: do use it a lot. And I think I use it a lot because I know personally that my own programming very much affects what I do in my life and how I act. And and I think it really affects everyone, some of us more than others. I'm kind of an, a rule follower person, so I am more concerned about my programming and those voices in my head that are saying, this is right, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was brought up in a religion very specific religion and i was brought up pretty strictly following rules sure and you were raised by a wild mother who didn't give you any rules (laughs) clearly
0: no (laughs) rules just right smoke weed (laughs)
1: but so when i do refer to the programming that's what i'm talking about those how you how your brain feels about all those
0: things because of of what you've heard through your lifetime and how you've been trained basically and i mean specifically now we're talking about that with with substance use Mm -hmm. but there's also programming about race and there's programming about sexuality and there's i mean like that's that's where we generally use it to talk to our clients i'll say too about like just kind of getting out of some of those bad programming things. Mm -hmm. So I
1: remember, Anna, when we did the episode on alcohol, Mm -hmm. that I was very concerned and we kind of talked about it. I remember I got real emotional on that one. Yeah. Because in a way it felt kind of weird and hypocritical because we do drink. I mean, we're called Freudian Sips. So Mm -hmm. we drink alcohol and, and then we were doing a podcast about how alcohol can be addictive and it can negatively affect you and psychologically how it can... It can ruin your life, you know, if, well, you, if you're I think, addicted and- I
0: mean, that's a very dark view of what that episode entailed, but because we also talked about just how it affects your brain and body. Right. And I think those kind of things are really important things for people to know when they're making a choice about whether or not to consume something. I mean, we have all these, you know, conversations about organic food and knowing what's in your food and knowing what's in the the things you put in your body. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's the same thing for alcohol and marijuana, that you should know what you're putting in your body. You should know how it affects you so you can make an informed choice Mm -hmm. about whether or not to use it. That's just about whatever you put in your body. Know what you're putting in your body, I guess. You should see Anna's hands right now. They're waving around like crazy. I don't know where I'm going with this (laughs) sentence. I just kind of started it, and now it's here, and we're all here. I think it makes perfect sense. Great. (laughs) Good to know.
1: So maybe one of the things that I'd like to say to start is that when we first started as counselors a few years ago, Mm -hmm. it was not legal, and technically, this is, I think, so bizarre, it is still against the law federally. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. But within states, it's legal, which I don't even understand how that works. But, um, so, so one of the things that you might want to. As you're listening to this, and if you do consider that, then you might consume marijuana. Right? You probably better check to make sure that it's legal where
0: you are. Because but that there being are some said, that I aren't. mean, it's weird because you can just go. Like, I mean, I remember when Colorado was one of the only states where it was legal, mm-hmm. and people would like take trips to Colorado to, <laughs> to go get, get high. Yeah, just yeah. like they would just go get high there and uh-huh. come back like a little weed vacation. <laughs> Well, and we live
1: in Illinois, very close to the Missouri border, mm-hmm. where it's not legal. Where it's not legal, and so all you have to do is drive across a bridge, yeah. to get your weed, and then <laughs> go back. I guess, yeah. You're n- now, if you would get caught with it, yes, you it's would still get arrested. Illegal. Sure. So you'd have to consume it or smoke it on this side. Yeah and then but then you also you know that goes into and that was one of the things we talked about in the alcohol one about you know not driving when mm. you're impaired.
0: Yeah, don't drive when you're impaired on marijuana either. Right. It, don't that's drive when you're high. that's
1: one of the things that as as an older person, I was really concerned and still sometimes I am that people take it more lightly, mm-hmm. you know, when they're impaired on marijuana than when they're drunk.
0: I have had that conversation and and I am coming again from a place of someone who does use marijuana that I have had that conversation with with clients and stuff where they've been like well I was uh, like you know I was driving and I was a little bit high and I'm like don't do that
1: right that's right, bad right.
0: like it, I understand that it's legal but so is alcohol and we still can't drive when we're drunk right so don't do it when you're high and it's interesting that that is becoming more, of a public thing too there's this billboard on one of the streets in mm-hmm. our town that says don't drive high yeah and, and i was like okay i was yes. like good that's a good message to get out there i mean we get that message out there don't drive drunk and and, and right. don't drive wire texting and don't drive high is just as important so i mean now that it's legal we can kind of openly say that like hey if you're impaired right. don't do that right and, and where I was starting with that was
1: that when we, I don't know how I got so off track, when, but when we first yeah. started counseling that, that it was not legal. Mm-hmm. And so I had several clients, like my first six months, I remember, because in the agency where I work, I, I have clients who are referred um, because they've gotten into some trouble or they're having some issues. And, and I had several clients who had been arrested specifically for marijuana use. Mm-hmm. And so they were coming to counseling to get out of trouble because they had been smoking weed. So we were supposed to deal with their quote addiction to weed when they weren't maybe even really addicted to weed and they weren't a they didn't want to stop. No. So they were coming <laughs> to counseling because they had to, basically. Right. And we were trying to deal with a problem that you know, two years later wouldn't technically have been a problem because they wouldn't have gotten arrested for having marijuana in their home, which right. was what those people got arrested right. for. Right. So th- the, it, it changes a lot of things. Yeah. And when you're doing counseling with someone who uses marijuana, or or let's let's say it this way: when it was illegal, it was a different issue. When you would counsel someone, you would you would have to talk about the fact that you know it is illegal. Right. But this was something you and I talked about that sometimes. We do have clients who do illegal things, Mm -hmm. and it's not really our place to say you shouldn't (laughs) be doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm like
0: definitely talked to people about illegal things where I'm just like you're not hurting anyone so just don't get caught (laughs) like which probably isn't the best thing to say I mean we definitely process like okay you know the dangers of doing this or whatever what could be the
1: consequences yeah and and you talk with your client about their values sure and what they want if they're
0: parents what they want to be teaching their children all that stuff yeah but but our job like you just said is not to narc (laughs) right right we're not If, if we're worried about someone coming into harm which I mean that kind of stuff can you know become harmful at some point and that's something that we have to talk about as counselors too is just like again I'm, i'm equating this with alcohol if i if i have someone coming into my office who's using alcohol more than maybe they should be it's right. the same conversation as if I have someone who comes in saying, like, I smoke every single day. I right. have had clients who say that. And one mm-hmm. of our things that we've worked on has been, okay, maybe we should get you not smoking every day.
1: Right, right.
0: That's a lot. And you're doing this for a, a, a re like to cope with something. Right. So, so let's, let's work deal on with that. It. Right.
1: And one of the things that we always go back to, and even if you look at our DSM-5, anytime we're working with mental health, the, the core question is... Is this affecting your daily life? Right. Is this affecting the way that you perform in your daily life? And so that's exactly what you just said. Mm-hmm. If if you are getting high every day, yeah. it's probably affecting well, sure. you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to affect. If you're not doing it during the workday, it's going to be affecting your personal relationships. Mm-hmm. It's going to be affecting something. So that's when we try to deal with anything, whatever it is. Right. If it's if it's negatively affecting our quote normal yeah. end of quote life
0: yeah our productive. There, if We're not being productive.
1: There, that's a good way to put it. Okay, okay. so.
0: So, Mom, what is weed? <laughs> Mom, the people are dying to know. Why don't you tell us no. what Wait. is weed? Wait, first I think we should do a fun thing where we talk about our favorite <laughs> weed names.
1: <laughs> I don't have as many as you, probably.
0: Okay, so some of the ones I've seen are marijuana, weed, cannabis, ganja, herb, Ooh. Mary Jane. Mary Jane's a That's fun my favorite. one. My favorite is the Devil's lettuce. Oh, <laughs> it just sounds so I silly. I said to
1: somebody something the other day, and I said something about smoking a doobie,
0: and they were like, <laughs> "You just aged yourself so bad." <laughs> I I can't remember. I think it's. We were having a a supervision meeting uh, when I was still at my agency job, and one of the therapists talked about how they're working with uh, one of their clients on smoking, and they're like, and apparently if you call it pot, that's not what they call it anymore. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I do that too because so I she
0: entirely got like
1: bullied by this that, kid. Oh oh kids think you're so stupid when you say pot. They look at you like, what even is that? But no Which, seriously. I think that's a pretty normal name for it. I pot. mean, when we when when I was a teenager and young adult, that was what you called yeah, it. That yeah. was the cool name for it. Cool
0: name. That's, yeah. A, yeah, that's it, yeah. Well the old people cool. called it marijuana. Marijuana.
1: Marijuana.
0: marijuana. Yeah,
1: I've had to adjust my vocabulary to say weed so, instead of pot. Yeah,
0: I guess weed is the – I was because I was just going to ask, I guess, what is the – I guess I, weed. I think weed's what – yeah, at least that's what my clients call it. I don't know. My cool kid clients. My cool clients. <laughs> it's my cool clients who bully me
1: call it. <laughs> Unfortunately, those kids should not be smoking it well, or that's... consuming it because it's bad for their developing brain, which we'll talk about later.
0: Yes, and, and I think that that's – I mean, again, just like when I have – underage kids who are who are you know drinking drinking yeah we have to have that conversation where it's like this could be harmful because your brain is not fully developed yet (laughs) your brain's having a hard enough time getting that frontal lobe done yeah no kidding (laughs) let's not make this any harder than it has to be please are there any other
1: weird names i didn't mean to interrupt you because that's pretty fun i mean reefer
0: street names and nicknames for marijuana absolutely yes (laughs)
1: probably (laughs) be careful chronic
0: tobacco well that's a different thing (laughs) <laughs> you can't call it that. That's a different thing.
1: <laughs> I'm going to call it red. Oh, some people call it broccoli. Oh, yeah. I've heard some, that.
0: Really? Yeah, I have. I guess it kind of looks... If you look at a, a weed plant, it kind of looks... Yeah, it looks, does look like a little broccoli. It has broccoli. little broccoli yeah. Yeah. Burrito, ashes, boom, blaze, skunk. I've heard skunk before because that's what it, it smells, smells like. like. Buds, yeah, stinkweed, nuggets. That's what they call the little... nuggets. Yeah. The little... The little actual nuggets of plant basically huh. cuz that's they look like little nuggets the the weed nugs listen hanging out with people who like smoke is such a weird experience <laughs> They have their whole like I mean, we're we're reading these as, you know, as dorkily as I can possibly read them. But also like people like people in the weed community are, are like in the weed community. There's definitely
1: a weed culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if sipsters, if you're in the weed culture, you know what we mean. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not, just <laughs> tweet me. us your favorite names for weed. Please do. Tell us what you it. <laughs> well, like Grass. I mean, uh, oh, grass. Yeah, that How was kind of the have- generation before me. Yeah. So
0: grass, and then that was like the early <laughs> 70s, and then pot became cool. Yes. There's this great yeah. bit on, um, I've been watching Schitt's Creek, the, the show uh, with the Levies and um, Catherine O'Hara, and there's this great bit where the parents were at a party and they smoked some weed, and they came home and they are like acting weird to their kids, and the kids are like, what is going on? And the kids are adults, uh, but the kids are like, what is going on? And the mom goes, grass too good of grass <laughs> too much grass <laughs> so that's yeah funny. that's a that's a generational thing i suppose uh-huh. too
1: those names that aren't necessarily the names of marijuana but like you say you, blunt a, a blunt or a, a roach doobie or a doobie <laughs>
0: what's a ro- i see a i roach. don't know what any of those things are just a little i know what to, a pipe is we used to they <laughs> used to somebody <laughs> back in the day <laughs> we used to, to have
1: uh-huh. roach clips you know those i'm sure they still have them I mean, that was a thing. There was a shop in our little town here, which is a pretty little town. That was actually it started out like a record store, <laughs> That's and great. and then like half
0: of the store became basically a paraphernalia store. Yeah, which and you could I mean, buy like, bongs and. I remember before it was legal, like even in like. I mean, there are still smoke shops. You can there, smoke shops have existed before Forever. marijuana yeah, was legal, yeah. but they would call them water pipes. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh, you definitely don't use these for marijuana. You normally <laughs> use just <laughs> them for water. Right.
1: Well, we were just in Missouri mm-hmm. a few months ago, uh-huh. and there was this whole counter of, and it's it's not legal in Missouri. No, but they had
0: all these bongs and um, pipes and very cute pipes. Listen, yeah. the pipes you can get. <laughs> If I were a smoker, I would have a collection of those suckers. They are cute. When I don't think well, I don't know. Maybe you do care what your pipe looks like. When yeah, when smoking. I was I was hanging out with some friends who were very big in the weed culture a few months ago and we went to a smoke shop and they all bought little pipes like for like t- to commemorate the trip. Little little skull pipes. They were very Aww. cute. Mhm.
1: You could have got one and like smoked some regular tobacco. <laughs>
0: i don't listen the point is i don't like smoking why would i just smoke for tobacco that's worse that's true it's not good for you no okay i think you should talk about i guess we're we're half an hour in. i should explain what weed is huh yeah okay so weed cannabis marijuana whatever you want to call it all those many names (laughs) the devil's lettuce (laughs) <laughs> his
1: that's my favorite is
0: a psycho i know right it's great uh it's a psychoactive drug from the cannabis plant um and it's used for medical it's used for recreational purposes so i'm gonna throw some big names out here tetrahydrocannabinol uh-huh THC is the main psychoactive component within cannabis so when you smoke it that's the part that gets you high right. basically and especially now we are coming up with, with more things that don't have as much THC in them. You can get like hemp oil and you can get like you know cannabis oil that doesn't have the THC in it for those things that that cannabis and CBD and stuff are going to help like anxiety. I mean for right. the medical purposes the THC content isn't going to be what's medically helpful in a lot of cases. That's the part that's going to have psychoactive properties. But there's a lot of products that don't have THC in them and that still use the the medical purposes of the cannabis plant, basically. And even
1: if marijuana is not legal in your state, CBD oils and things like that probably
0: are. Yeah. They even have like services where you can order like CBD pills and and tinctures and stuff to be delivered. And that's nationally because CBD is not illegal. But CBD is cannabidiol. C- cannabidiol. I can't. say Cannabidiol. Right, uh, dwell. Dwell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so cannabis. What happens when you consume cannabis <laughs> is that it affects your brain, mm-hmm. and how it affects your brain is it, um, especially the THC, it's going to activate the parts of your brain that are in charge of dopamine. And we've talked about dopamine a lot on this show. It's one of our favorite topics. It's mom's favorite. Dopamine. Uh, (laughs) So what is dopamine, mom?
1: It it makes you feel happy because it gives you
0: rewards. Rewards, that's right. So so yeah, it's activating the reward center of your brain, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's going to have effects like euphoria. It's going to do an altered state of mind. Your sense of time is going to get very dilated. You're going to have difficulty concentrating. Uh, There's kind of some short-term memory stuff. It says body movement, but I don't really Really know what that means body movement i mean <laughs> mom's shimmying that's not what happens when you sh- that's what happens if i would do it Woo! <laughs> by I, I don't know i i guess i'm trying to think of when i've been high body movement is. Well, you probably thing. wouldn't notice it if you were the one high somebody with you would be like what are you doing with your body I uh, well okay there's a bit of dancing that i do when i'm high <laughs> that thing where you come forward oh really my god kind of i do yeah <laughs> yeah she gets really weird when i get she, really so. weird when i'm high <laughs> but there's um she's hilarious relaxate yeah i'm funnier um <laughs> she's always funny <laughs> and an increase in appetite so when you get the munchies mm. when you're high that's an actual effect yeah. it's having it's on kind your of brain. a cliche that's real it is a cliche that's real it's weird i don't usually have that Hmm. I don't usually get the munchies. I have that in normal life. So I, I was going to say, dude, like my appetite is I'm already always thinking about food. It's not I different.
1: I wouldn't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I, know. Well. I usually try to plan it, so I like dose right before I eat like dinner, supper. Yeah, just so like I don't I'm like full and I don't have the munchies. If I have the munchies later, I'm like I'm already full. I don't need more
1: food. <laughs> I'm just remember <remarried. laughs> But oh, those what were they? Cheese balls? Corn curls? Oh, pizza rolls. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't really tell a story though. Why
0: not? <laughs> it was a year ago. It was a different time. It was a different time. So when 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 it was first legal. When it was first legal. It was legal. We yeah. gave it a few months because the lines were around the block. <laughs> like literally like mm. you could not get into a dispensary in our town uh but we we waited a little while and we kind of decided if we wanted to try it and we we decided to try a vape pen which again I'm not a smoker you're not a smoker i don't think we were doing it right <laughs> <laughs> i've okay and, and when i hung out with my friends they were trying to teach me how to smoke and i just can't do it i think it's because I breathe too deep. I breathe into my like diaphragm instead of just breathing into my lungs. You know what I mean? Because we okay. That should make that should make you inhale it well then. I would think, right? But they're like, no, you have to breathe it into your chest. That sound was me hitting my chest. <laughs> uh, yes. That sound. <laughs> but like so we were smoking a vape pen and we did get we got high. I got very high got less high. I got a little buzzed. A little buzzed. And then we made pizza rolls. And we were like sitting on the couch (laughs) eating pizza rolls. And that's when we were like at the same, like we managed to get to like the same level. Because we sat in silence for like 10 minutes eating pizza rolls. And then you went, these pizza rolls are so good. And I was like, I know. And sisters, if you've ever eaten pizza rolls, (laughs) they're they're really not that good. (laughs) They're really junky junk food. Yeah. The junkiest. But it God, God, they it were Tastes good. better when you're. <laughs> it was just a moment there where it was like,
1: oh my gosh. <laughs> Anna's contemplating how wonderful that <laughs> I'm was. I'm just
0: smiling to myself. But because see, you and were sisters, so maybe
1: you're going through this with me. Maybe that, uh-huh. that as we talk about it, because I part of my programming is guilt. Mm. Because I think I still have the programming that it's bad. Yeah. And so then when even the mention of that I, that you and I did that together brings up guilt for me. It, which is silly because we were in the safety of our home. We were and doing it safely. We, we, and it was, it was legal. legal. And, you know, if you're going to get high, get high with your mom. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I've told both of my kids this, that, you know, when I was their age and I would call my mom after I had been drinking. Mm. And I would feel bad, but I wouldn't feel real bad because it was legal. Sure, and you know my parents it was a never normal said, thing. Yeah. yeah, my parents didn't ever say you should never drink. Right. I mean, they said things like be careful, but you know, in my early twenties, I would I would drink to excess sometimes. <laughs> sure, and um, and I wouldn't have felt bad about calling my mom. But but I think that I've even programmed it into you guys that to kind of feel guilty if you are high when you talk to me. Yeah, it is taken.
0: I mean, like I said, that the story that I just told was a year ago when it became Mm -hmm. legal. And and since then, I mean, I have, I'm not like, I'm kind of a baby weed user. I'm not like in the weed culture. I don't have any articles of clothing that have (laughs) hot leaves on them, which is,
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to step in. I think someone should step in if
0: I ever buy that when you have a hat on with a big old marijuana yeah yeah, i mean it's so funny to like because i and and like i deal with a few clients who are very into weed culture and they always come in with like big old pot leaves on them i'm like whoa it's like whoa stop man but (laughs) it's fine if you're in that it's fine but still dude calibrate you need to do you but wow (laughs) do you appropriately i suppose but even that, like, I mean, it's it's taken a long time for me to be able even to text you and mm-hmm. say like I'm high right now, right. like if we're talking, because I always do feel like you can figure it out.
1: <laughs> mother's no,
0: mother's no, and so yeah, I mean, there there is that, and I think I'm just a guilty person, and I and I always kind of have this like, am I doing something wrong? But I get that when I'm drinking too. Yeah, I get that. Okay, I don't know how we got so
1: off track because you were doing this really isn't good. Off track. Okay, you were doing. <laughs> you were doing real good brain stuff there
0: yeah we were talking so we were talking about dopamine how it affects mm-hmm. and there's there's more brain stuff i could talk about i'm sure but but the the basics are that it affects the dopamine production but i mean that's that's not to say that there's no negative effects of of cannabis and those are things that we do need to really be careful of so at higher doses uh you can get anxiety you can get delusions you can get hallucinations panic paranoia is psychosis even like it can go really bad at really high doses so that's why you need to be really careful if this is something that you're thinking of trying or anything like that you need to so when like I started to look into edibles because I realized like smoking just isn't for me the thing that everyone says about edibles is start low go slow so, just know how it's going to affect you before you, like, take another dose or if you, before you increase your dose or anything like that. Because, and I've had bad trips. I mean, like, it can get pretty intense. And that's partially because I already have anxiety. So, uh, when I think it's going bad, it can go bad really quick. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's really easy to, like, have that panic and have that paranoia, especially when you're trying, like, other strands. Like, there are different cannabis strands and different, like, ways that they affect you and stuff like that. So, there's a lot to take into account when you're trying to figure out how is this safe, basically. How can right. I do this safely? Right. The physical effects, you can have increased heart rate, you might have some difficulty breathing, uh, you might have nausea, <laughs> dry mouth, and red eyes. yeah that's a- <laughs> that's a risk we talked about that that the red eye thing
1: that we kind of had a preconceived notion that that was when you smoked you got red eyes because of the smoke
0: oh interesting because of
1: the marijuana smoke but but when you guys do edibles your eyes are red mm-hmm. so it's it's not from the smoke it's, yeah. from, it's, the it's itself. from the marijuana it's from the marijuana it is same thing of that your it is doing to your brain yes. and your body yes, yes. I think that that would be a good time to say, to go back to the thing again about young people doing marijuana, using marijuana, mm-hmm. that it is to, it isn't good for developing brains. It's not, no. it's not a safe thing to be doing. And not only that, but the, the studies have shown that people who, because um, I would like to talk in a minute about whether or not it's addictive. Um, and those studies have shown that when people start using uh, weed before they're eighteen, they're four to seven times more likely to Gosh, have a disorder that's over a really it. high number. <laughs> yeah. So you know not only is it affecting their brains as far as the growth of their brain, the development of their brain, but they're more likely to be addicted.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean, I think addiction in that case is, I mean, probably like a like a chemical addiction as well. Mm-hmm. But think of when you're, you know, fifteen to eighteen, you don't have a good idea of of dosing and, and like no. and like taking things in moderation. You right. just that's not a thing that you're thinking about. <laughs> that's really true. So it's, it's the same reason the kids fifteen to eighteen shouldn't be drinking alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: I shouldn't be putting any junk like that in their bodies,
0: right? Or monster energy drink or Exactly. <laughs> any of those or kind any of, of that things. stuff.
1: That's right. That's exactly Don't right. drink Red Bull kids. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do
0: it. Can I give you a short little history of marijuana? Please do. So, cannabis is indigenous to Central Asia, specifically the Indian subcontinent. Yes, where did the devil's
1: lettuce begin? The devil's lettuce came he from planted. hell. <laughs> he crawled out of hell and Satan planted it in Asia. It in Asia.
0: <laughs> uh, but we, I mean, and this comes from like hemp, like, and mm-hmm. I mean, One of my very favorite lotions is that hemp stuff. Oh, I love it. I use it every day. Oh, my God. It makes your skin so smooth. It smells great. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. So the use of hemp has actually been around for a really long time. Um, So using it for, like, fabric and rope dates back to, like, the Neolithic age. Wow. I mean, a long time. So
1: Satan was around a long time ago. Satan, right. (laughs) Satan was like, this (laughs) is great rope, and also when you smoke it... (laughs)
0: Make a rope and then smoke it. In the Garden of Eden, <laughs> there was an apple on one tree and a, and, and a weed, like just a pot plant. There a lot of like in the <laughs> they had a little like pot like corner in the Garden of Eden. It was legal then. <laughs> this was before the war on drugs. <laughs> like, Eve, did you eat from the, the the tree of the knowledge of fruit and evil? And are, also, are you high? <laughs> I was high. That's why I ate the <laughs> apple. Sorry, I was high. <laughs> Oh
1: my goodness! Oh my gosh! We are so, so off track.
0: We this is this is not. <laughs> we didn't have to be high. To be I mean, this off track. I know. Well, <laughs> just talking about it, we makes also you off track. Didn't make as much of an outline as usual. <laughs> so, but we don't really know when it started to be used for psychoactive properties. Um, the oldest archaeological evidence for smoking cannabis or burning cannabis, at least, uh, was found in uh, the Romanian Kurgans dated 3500 bc good lord i know and scholars think that uh it was used in ritual ceremonies by proto-indo-european tribes there you go in the uh yeah chalcolithic period I'm glad you got all those words <laughs> <laughs> i'm impressed <laughs> this is just sight reading baby <laughs> this is interesting some research suggests that the ancient indo iranian drug soma mentioned in the vedas um which is uh, vedas are a part of non-western religion Mm -hmm. uh sometimes contained cannabis which makes sense because soma is like sleeping based right somatic Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah it would make sense that because it makes you sleepy makes you tired um, it was known to the ancient Assyrians. It had psychoactive properties there. Uh, yeah, basically all throughout history, uh, it was used in China before 2800 BC. It had therapeutic use in India by 1000 BC, where it was used in food and drink. Uh, it 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 has a big history of ritual use and a big history of pharmacological use. So so that is it's nothing new. But in more in more so in more modern history, we know that it's been criminalized for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was criminalized in various countries starting in the 19th century. In 1925, a compromise was made at the international conference in The Hague about the International Opium Convention, oh. that banned exportation of Indian hemp to countries that had prohibited its use. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until 1972 that the Dutch government divided drugs into more and less dangerous categories. And as we know in America, from where we're speaking from, we have, like, um, Schedule 1 drugs and Schedule mm-hmm. 2 drugs and stuff like that where where we've tried to separate things into how harmful they are, how intense they are, basically. Is marijuana Schedule 1 still? That's not true. I would think? Schedule 1 drugs, substances, or chemicals are defined as drugs with no currently accepted medical use and a high potential for abuse.
1: Well, then it wouldn't be.
0: It's still listed on there. It is? Heroin, uh, LSD, marijuana. Marijuana's with heroin? Ecstasy and peyote. Oh, <laughs> wow. Peyote. peyote. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Because then Schedule 2 are things like OxyContin, Vicodin, uh, meth. Seems like heroin. Meth, Meth and cocaine are on Schedule 2. Shouldn't heroin be with that? I don't know. I mean, like, I guess meth is used for, like, ADHD and stuff. Ritalin is basically meth. Cocaine? What's cocaine used for? Schedule 2 is more serious than Schedule 1, right? Like, 1's the lowest. I honestly don't know. (laughs) Because Schedule 1 has things like marijuana and heroin and LSD. Schedule 2 is Vicodin, meth, cocaine... Methadone. So those are like very addictive. Schedule two, high potential for abuse, with use potentially leading to severe psychological or physical dependence. Mm. Schedule three has like Tylenol with codeine in it.
1: This is stupid. So it doesn't go in order. It doesn't <laughs> no, go in any I guess order. Not. It's just different categories. I
0: guess not. I just, it's... Because Tylenol should be the way on the other side. Sure. It's just weird to put like heroin and cannabis and ecstasy it really is. all in the same category. Although they all are hallucinogenics, right? Um, Marijuana is psychoactive, but I don't know if it's, a, it's not a hallucinogenic. It's not considered? I don't think so. I mean like... You halluc- can have a hallucination, but yeah, it's not yeah. a hallucinogenic. We are just as confused as everyone else (laughs) about what it is. So back to, this isn't history, back to marijuana. So in October 2018, uh, recreational use of cannabis was legalized in Canada. And I, I mean, I think before that, the medical use had been approved in the United States. But we are slowly getting to the place where states are legalizing recreational use as well as medical use. In the U.S., it is legal recreationally in 15 states and D.C., and medically legal in 35 states.
1: And it's weird because there are also states where it's not legal, but it's been decriminalized. Right. Which is even more confusing. Yeah. So, I mean, eventually, I really think eventually it'll just be... I think eventually it'll be federally legal. But then, yeah, it's going to have to... Something's
0: got to give.
1: Yeah. So you wanted to talk about... That uh, whether or not it's addictive, because yeah. you know that that's part of my programming in my brain is that we were told if you smoked pot,
0: <laughs>
1: ganja, if, if you used the devil's lettuce, <laughs> that you would get addicted, and it is a gateway drug. Yeah, so let's then talk you about would the gateway. Immediately thing. start to use other things. So mm-hmm. part of that there's like it's there's a there's a itty bitty nugget of truth in that in that if you're a person who um, has an addictive personality. And psychologically speaking, we don't have an exact definition for what that means to have an addictive personality. We do know that there does seem to be genetic link in families. If there's, if there's a person who has an addiction in your family, it's likely that maybe genetically there are other people in your family. Right. So they've done twin studies and all that that have kind of proven that. The other part of that, uh, of addictive personalities, There have been studies done that say part of it is the way that your brain is wired as far as the dopamine thing, Uh and that you don't get dopamine as easily as other people, so you're looking for a way to get it, basically.
0: Which can be connected to other mental health things, because if you are depressed, your dopamine receptors aren't working as well. If you are ADHD, your dopamine receptors don't work as well. I mean, there's a lot of things that affect dopamine and those things in combined with substances like this that increase that dopamine, yeah, you're gonna wanna use that more than other people. Right. And so the bottom line is that they've done
1: all kinds of studies to try to prove or disprove. And as we often say on Freudian sips, basically a lot of the studies negate each other because yeah. they don't agree so and they're still doing research on it. But the baseline stuff that I would share with you is uh, this is from the National Institute on Drug Abuse from July of 2020. Uh, recent data suggests that 30% of those who use marijuana may have some degree of what they call marijuana use disorder, which 30%?
0: Me-
1: 30%, which means it is somehow negatively affecting the rest of their life. That's what we talked about in the very beginning.
0: It seems very high, but okay. That's, very high. I know, <laughs> I know.
1: I know. But again, that includes everybody. Right. And people who begin using their marijuana, remember, before 18 are most likely going to have a disorder. Mm -hmm. So we're counting everybody who uses it.
0: So the numbers that I found from the CDC say that about 1 in 10 marijuana users will become addicted. And for people who begin younger than 18, like you said, that number rises. This information says rises to one in six.
1: So the difference, I think, is that you're saying will become addicted. Oh. This is saying may have some degree of marijuana use disorder, okay. which well, means some degree means it interferes with your life. And it could just be a little. It could just be that you really want to get high every weekend, you know. Sure. And if you don't, you get upset, you sure. know. It could be that, that degree, I think. Oh here you go. Those same studies suggest that 9% of people who use marijuana will become dependent on it. Mm. That's more like what you said that's, that's about more like tenth. the number. Sure. Yeah. And one of the things that the same study was talking about was why it seems that there are There had been an increase, even before they started legalizing marijuana, there had been an increase in dependency um, in our society. This study showed that the average THC, and remember that's what Anna was talking about, the THC is the stuff that makes you high. So the average THC content in confiscated marijuana samples, so this is before it was legal in the early 1900s, or 1900s, 1990s, the THC level was less than 4%. So like when you would go buy a doobie on the corner or On whenever, the corner from the dude the back, who was
0: making it in his yard
1: <laughs> or the back uh, yard at the high school, wherever you bought your doobies. <laughs> they had less than 4%. That was in the 1990s. Okay. But in 2018, the same study showed that they were up to 15%. And now that's illegal. Yeah. But the stuff that you buy legally can be up to 20%. So good shit. we're the getting, good stuff.
0: Uh, we're,
1: we're, we're, I think that that's another term for it, by the way. <laughs> the well, that's, what we, that's what we used to call it in high school. The good shit. Um, so, so that becomes a problem because when the potency is so strong, you're more likely to get addicted to it. Sure. And you're more likely to need more and more and more to feel the same high. And so that's where that gateway idea comes in. That if you have a real high potency in in the drug that you're using, in the substance that you're using, you will quickly start to be, what's that called, Anna, when you're used to it? Tolerance. Tolerant, tolerant. Your high tolerance, yeah. You, yeah. You, you and you have, and so you need more and more to feel the same high. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, where that came from. That it could be a gateway drug because right. it does make sense then that if you were that kind of personality that you wanted more and more and more of a high, and you just weren't getting it from weed anymore, then you would try something. Sure, else.
0: but I mean, in that, it makes sense to look at alcohol as a gateway exactly. drug too. It's exactly. just anything that affects your brain and then you're like, oh, I want more of that. Right. I'm going to look for worse stuff. Right. Um, so back to the CDC. So this is like an FAQ about Uh, (laughs) w-e-e-d how many initials can we get in there (laughs) um does marijuana use lead to other drug use and it says the majority of people who use marijuana do not go on to use other harder substances more research is needed to understand if marijuana is a gateway drug a drug that is thought to lead to the use of more dangerous drugs such as cocaine or heroin but yeah it says the majority of people don't go on to use harder Mm -hmm. substances. So I'd like to shift it for just a minute and talk about how this
1: plays into mental health conditions. Mm -hmm. Um, In the same study that I was quoting before, they estimated that 50 to 60% of the people who do have an addiction to marijuana have other underlying mental health conditions. Depression, anxiety, PTSD, schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. I would say it's probably higher. I I think so too. And, And the idea is that in my opinion is that people self medicate yeah. to try to get over those mental health issues they're self medicating and and that they goes take back more to
0: when we're talking to them in counseling mm-hmm. what what our approach is is hey you're doing this as a unhealthy coping mechanism for something, so right. let's give you better coping mechanisms, and let's talk about the thing that you're trying to cope with. Right. So they have done kind of side, on the side different
1: studies about, well, so does marijuana use actually aid in depression, you know, like help you with depression, help you with anxiety, help you with PTSD, and what they basically found was, uh, no. It makes you feel better mm-hmm. for a moment, just like if you would be getting drunk, Sure. Or, you know, but it doesn't take away the issues and it doesn't mm-hmm. fix. Like if you if if you are actually clinically depressed and you take medication that helps to balance out what's happening in your right. brain because of that clinical depression, that medication is specifically going to work on that part of your brain. Yes. If you're just using marijuana to self-medicate, you're basically getting numb for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not fixing what's going on
0: it's your, not. I've are, heard are more helping. people, instead of depression, I've heard more people talk about how it helps anxiety, anxiety yeah. which I can't attest to that. Right. I mean, like, if I'm, it, I kind of look at it as, like, taking a Xanax, because, like, a Xanax is a thing that you take well, to... Well, and some people
1: would argue having a couple of drinks.
0: Sure. Yeah. It's self-medicating. Having a glass of wine. That's what yeah. it is.
1: But we go back to, that's not the healthiest way to no. do it. You know, we need to learn to deal with our anxiety yeah. in healthier ways. Sure.
0: Yeah, we we need to be able to use good, healthy skills. First of all, that we can use anywhere. Because if you're at work and you're anxious, you can't take a hit, you know? Mm -hmm. You you, you have to be able to use positive coping mechanisms when you can. And if every once in a while, if you're feeling stable and you want to, you know, have a few drinks or have some weed, okay. But don't use it to cope with something that you're not actually coping with by doing it. I mean, that
1: could be. And you could use oh, any. Yeah. You could use sex. You can use food. You can use anything yep. to to escape instead of actually dealing with your issues. Yep. Okay. What didn't we talk about?
0: We talked about a lot more than I thought we would talk we, about. <laughs>
1: we were jabbering, man. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I think one of the things when you when you address some a subject like this is if you are a parent, especially if you're a parent of an adolescent teen type person. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. If you're thinking about your, you know, your teen is going to a party and using weed, then if, if if you're on the other side of the fence and you're either don't have children or your children are grown, like me, and you like, well, you know. <laughs> It's, it's it's like having a couple of beers or whatever. Yeah. It's a very different issue if you have a young person in your care that is, is getting high. And that's scary. And that's something that... It is that- scary.
0: But also, I've dealt with a lot of parents who react to that with punishment. And I get that. Like, things have to have consequences. But... I I don't know. I I think we should extend some compassion to these people and these teens who are, it's either peer pressure, and if that's the case, that we need to have a conversation about, like, you need to do things that you want to do, not because other people want you to do them, but also it's a, are you coping with something? Do we need to get you better help for this? Mm -hmm. You know, instead of just, like, you're grounded, we're not going to talk about this anymore, don't ever do it again. Like, we need to be able to face that, and Mm -hmm. we need to be able to figure out what's actually going on. That's a good point.
1: Well, I would maybe add that if if you are a person who uses um, weed a lot to try to stay self-aware and, and that's it's just it's the same as drinking yeah if it's hard to be self-aware if you are high a lot sure. it's hard to be self-aware if you are intoxicated a lot so try to listen to the people who love you if they're expressing concern you know like hey I'm I'm worried that you know you are you are using weed too often or for that matter if you're drinking too often mm-hmm. or whatever it is if you have someone who really cares about you express some concern try to step away from the habit whatever it is is yeah that you're doing just to get some clarity just to try to clear your mind enough to to have self-awareness and if you can't do that you might be dealing with an addiction
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you can't step away from it for a while to get clarity then you might be struggling with addiction and that's a whole different ball game and then you do need to get help yeah um but you probably need to get professional help for that true
0: that's that's good i don't have anything bad <laughs> to, to that <laughs> Oh, editing Anna, I'm so sorry for this episode. (laughs) It'll be mostly okay, probably. (laughs) I don't know how to wrap it up. How do we wrap it up? I don't know. I just, I guess like as you're listening to this, examine your own thoughts and feelings about this and that's going to be different if you are in a place where it's not legal versus, you know, if you're in a place where it is. But I mean, I think like any substance legal or illegal it helps to understand it Mm -hmm. i mean there's definitely substances that are illegal like lsd and like cocaine and stuff that i still think we should understand so we know what we're dealing with even if it's like harmful to use them i think we should still understand them so when we're dealing with people who do use them we can be more empathetic about that Mm -hmm. you know i think that that's where the conversation has to start from no matter what we're talking about and maybe for those of you
1: who might be more my generation than Anna's generation, to be aware that you we have those recordings, recordings in our head and to not be too judgmental sure. of the younger generations that don't look at it the same way
0: well yeah because i mean especially the younger generations now are going to be growing up in a time where it's legal the whole time time. yeah they won't
1: have any of that programming
0: (laughs) right so i mean i think that yeah there's going to be a generational gap in how we talk about it and everything but that doesn't mean that
1: and we'll all be wearing t-shirts with marijuana leaves (laughs) everyone
0: it'll it'll just be we're all wearing like polos to our jobs with little (laughs) embroidered pot leaves on them there are still so many
1: things that need to be worked out, though, because things like, you know, if you're in certain jobs and you get drug yeah. tested and it's still, yeah. even though it's legal, it might be that your job will not allow you to have right. been using marijuana. So you have to be really careful and aware of uh, where you are and what you do. And and again, back to the don't drive when you're impaired, those yeah. kind of things. It's it's a serious thing.
0: It is a serious thing. Like, I, I don't want to be talking made some jokes and some gags because I just think it's funny to talk about weed. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that's my recording is like haha <laughs> <laughs> weed funny. Ha, <laughs> 420 funny I don't know why. But <laughs> it's just it's funny to me. So I mean like we're joking about it and we joke about alcohol, but alcohol's yes. serious too. Absolutely. So I mean like anything that can get you into an altered state of consciousness, don't take it lightly. Right. But also just chill, man. Everyone chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's about balance Find the balance oh that's what we always talk about taking it seriously and chilling so
1: be self-aware sure and find a balance mm-hmm. like we always say over and over again uh-huh. I think that's it I think we're done we did it that's we wrapped it. We brought, it up we brought it we back around we got it we got there <laughs> Okay. I'm going to thank the Sipsters for being with us today. And um, thank you for being faithful to listening to the podcast um, when it comes out at various times. (laughs) Whenever it comes out. We're going to just keep going along. (laughs) We're all getting through the pandemic here and we're going to get done with it and it's all good. But we really appreciate uh, your faithfulness and listening. And we hope that you tell your friends about the podcast and... um, And spread the news that we talk about weird stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen to these two weirdos talk about pot.
1: Thank you for being with us, Sipsters.
0: (laughs) Yes, thank you loyal listeners for being here, for staying here, for joining us if you're new welcome yes thank you for listening to us you can find more of us on twitter on instagram on facebook we're freudian sips pod on all of that social media our site is freudian our email is freudian sips pod at gmail.com if you want to send us just emails with a list of your favorite weed names please do <laughs> please do we will read them <laughs> <laughs> on on the podcast <laughs> on next episode absolutely <laughs> you can go on patreon if you want to support the show or 40 and sips pod on there like i said we have not updated it lately that is my bad i'm gonna try to get better at it we still have a few chapters of our uh book to still like put up so hopefully i'll be posting those in the next few weeks and hopefully we'll actually get back to our little book review at Mm -hmm. some point it's just been a weird pandemic and please remember wherever you're listening to leave us a nice rating and a review if you can do that and um we hope to see you next time and in the meantime our theme music is sweeter vermouth by kevin mcleod and it sounds like this